The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered the temple area and proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area. The chief priests, the scribes, and the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death. But they could find no way to accomplish their purpose because all the people were hanging on his words. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Well, I'm in a fantasy football league with some of my son-in-laws, and I was uh, kind of excited about one of my players, and uh, I was texting my son-in-law, and he responded, he said, yeah, I'm kind of M-E-H. M-E-H, I had no idea what that meant. And so I, I responded, I said, what, what does M-E-H mean? Does it mean is that misspelling? He goes, well, I'm just not that interested. Well, that doesn't make any sense. So, of course, I Google it. And, of course, then you see the, you know, it's, it's what it's, meh, I'm not that interested. It's not that interesting. That's a, it's a real word. So, I took that into our reading today, and I was fascinated the leaders could not accomplish killing, putting Jesus to death, because the people were hanging on his words. They were so fascinated with what Jesus was telling them. And I started thinking, well, what, what would Jesus have been saying that fascinated the people to the degree that the leaders found no way to accomplish their mission of trying to get rid of Jesus? Well, I think Jesus gives us a clue in, the, in his own words when he says, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. You know, when Jesus talks about um, scripture passages from the Old Testament, he's not just using those exact words. He's bringing in everything that happened around those words. Well, this comes from Jeremiah you know, 500 years before Jesus. And where Jeremiah, speaking for God, says, you have turned my house into a den of thieves. And Jeremiah, in that same passage, goes back and says, look what I did at Shiloh, which is the very first place the Ark of the Covenant ever rested for almost 300 years. The Ark rested there, but the people were not faithful, so he destroyed it. So the people knew that. They knew that when Jesus referenced this from Jeremiah. And I started looking at the other scriptures that we have this morning. So the responsorial psalm comes from Chronicles. Now, we don't spend a lot of time in Chronicles. Chronicles are the missing things from the time of, of really Samuel and King David. So our reading from the responsorial psalm is at the time at the end of David's life 
when you will recall he was supposed he wanted to build the temple but God said no you you've been to war you've murdered people and so you can't build my temple your son will and so this is the blessing that David gives to God for all of the glory and treasures that Israel has stored up, and he's passing them along to his son to build the temple. Well, that would be fascinating. We, we are intrigued by the things of our past, and so Jesus could have been relaying this very scripture, and people would have been drawn to it. In the um, first reading from Maccabees, So this was a glorious time, 165 years before Jesus. So there would have been close generations of Jewish Israelites who participated in this retaking of the temple, of cleaning the temple of the Maccabees. There would have been understanding from generations that were still telling those stories. And it was a glorious time because God intervened and helped restore the temple. Now, this specific reading talks about Hanukkah, the Feast of Dedication, the eight days that the light existed in the temple when there was only one day of oil. So again, it would have been a time of great glory and satisfaction that the people were trying to listen for. They would have been hanging on those words. The final clue, as we think about this, comes from the gospel acclamation. When Jesus talks about, my sheep hear my voice, he was taking those people back to Ezekiel, who talked about the good shepherd, about the shepherd who would lead the people. And And this is exactly what Jesus has been telling uh, through his ministry, that the shepherd will come. And if we go back to Ezekiel, uh, through Ezekiel's mouth, God says, I will come and tend the sheep myself. So Jesus could have been telling All of these people that are hanging on his word, all of the glory of a hundred and or fifteen hundred years of Jewish history that's leading up to a real son of David, the king, who's going to lead them and tend them and take care of them. Samuel, in his uh, episode with Uh, God in Israel deciding if they were going to have a king or not. Um, God says to Samuel, the people are not rejecting you because, you know, people are saying we want a king. We're tired of judges. God says the people are rejecting me as as their king. Well, as we prepare for Jesus Christ, King of the universe on Sunday. The solemnity at the end of this liturgical year as we prepare to start over again and look for Jesus in the incarnation. We proclaim and look at all the glories that have happened 
through this liturgical year, all of the words in Scripture that have happened to remind us that Jesus Christ is King of the universe. All of Scripture for 1,500 years before he came and for 2,000 years after has been pointing to the reality that Jesus Christ is King right now. All of Scripture points to that. And it's glorious when we go back and read that and are reminded of that about what this solemnity means this Sunday. These are words that we can all hang on, just like the people in the Scripture. We can hang on them. Let's stand and offer our petitions.